Neighbors, welcome back to the Future Neighbor Podcast. This is your host, Daniel. And Katie. It's been a while. It's been Long a while. Long time no see. <laughs> Neighbors, we have a fun podcast uh, for you because we have a lot that's been on our mind. Right after we got married, my parents, they made an itinerary to stay for about, uh, about a month and a half after our marriage. About a About month. About a month. Yeah. So a little bit over a month. Yeah. yeah. And so now my parents um, headed back to the States uh, just, just a uh, few days ago. Yeah. And so my mind is like, my mind is swirling with like thoughts, reflections. Sure. And I just thought it'd be a great time to air some of this. Yeah. But right before we start, uh, we have to bring in our sponsor. Sponsor the, of the, the podcast. The Awesome Goats Jar. Uh, we ha- actually we have a cool lineup coming for Gochjar. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about it. A few months ago, I would say almost maybe half a year ago, uh, our friend introduced us to this uh, ceramics uh, shop that was doing like these um, beautiful plates, and on it they have this uh, character or this woman, but she has no expression, <laughs> right? And she's uh, so chic. She's so chic. The 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 girl in the plate that's um, the illustration, the woman is just like, when I look at her, to be honest, it reminds me of you <laughs> in the morning. She has no expression. And um, I don't know, somehow like when I wake up in the morning, she it's kind of like my Mona Lisa. She kind of like has looks no expression, angry? but she looks slightly angry. Uh, but her hair is like Marge Simpson style. So it's up in like, you know, up top crazy yeah and it just brings me joy to see uh, a pissed off girl on a plate <laughs> but she's not pissed off but uh yeah like i we we you know we've been using it for over a couple months and our hands just keep gravitating towards that plate whenever we want to make a piece of toast or put it's some it's ironic because like looking at her face gives me Wow. Yeah. And so we, yeah. So long story short, we w- made our way back because we just love these plates. And we talked to her about putting, about selling her stuff through Goat's Jar. And she totally agreed. So we're putting together a plate and a coffee cup collection that you can buy. And she also said she would design something for us specifically. Yeah. The lady herself, she does the illustrations herself. Yeah, she's she, also an artist. And she takes joy in making up those illustrations. So mm. it's a hard time choosing which one we want to start off with. But there's a lot of appeal for it. We'll, we'll extend to the other illustrations that she has, which are great. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That should be coming pretty soon. Yeah, and then we have also other stuff. But we always keep it to one uh, at a time. One at a time so that people's ears don't start bleeding from ads. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Katie, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Well, I congratulations. Want, actually, I don't want to say congratulations. I want to say thank Co- you uh, for treating my parents well, respectfully, and also like chengyuing them while they were here. Yeah. Um, I know, get a certificate. I'll print you out a certificate. <laughs> I survived Daniel's parents. Like a nice t-shirt that you can wear. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm sure right after you got married, it wasn't the ideal situation to be like, you know, spending like a month with our with your in-laws that soon. But mm. there is uh, there's a lot of pros and cons. I'm sure you also like um, had there's a lot of stuff going through your mind. And uh, well, we'll get into it. No, I think it was a really meaningful time for mm. both of us. But mm. I was really happy to happy to see you because you have been wanting to spend uh quality time with your parents yeah for a long time because they're away in america mm. 
So I think it was a really good connection point. And also it was not comfortable for me to like basically be 24-7 with your parents for a month. But yeah. I don't know. I think it was... No, I think overall we had a really like fun time together. We did. We did. And just to give our audience a little bit of context, um, I, I basically went off on my own since high school because my university was quite far from california so i grew up in california in orange county and our of course my parents home was there and then for university i went to a school near chicago it was in indiana and then um after university i made my way to korea because i wasn't a u.s citizen so i had to come back and so the reason i give this context you know when my parents see me and this is something that i started to realize is that they see me as the daniel that left that was in high school mm. the, the daniel that they could you know our sweet daniel yeah our sweet daniel who just brought in the good grades and you, you heard my mom's description of me right yeah that just made my the life joy happy. of our family yeah just and what did it revolve around just academic success a yeah. lot of it right yeah like made us so proud with his like great grades yeah and just you know, it made the sacrifice of the immigrant experience worth it because their offspring, I don't know why I'm calling myself an offspring, <laughs> but anyway, sometimes you run out of words when you're talking live. But anyway, the offspring, me, uh, you know, was able to bring them, reap some sort of, or show some sort of marker of success. Yeah, you know, it's through that. very, very typical story. Yeah. And so when I think about myself and my understanding of my parents, likewise, my relationship from, from high school on has been via telephone and one-time trips. Yeah. Like I'll go back and I'll visit, you know, um, let's say for my sister's wedding or I'll visit uh, when I was working in corporate. I would go and take a two-week break. Yeah. You know, but then I would also want to go visit friends. So it's, it's, it's kind of what I call it like a hit and run. Like I'm here, I hit you with my car. We like collision and we like share our current life experiences our current life perspective and on both sides in korean we call it tangwang we both like uh, what do you call it tangwang we're both surprised and a little bit shocked because we don't see the progress of that person but we keep meeting them at different intervals of their life yeah and as you get older for my parents that fluctuation is less because you already know who you are. You already know where you're at in your life. And no news is good news. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But for someone who's in their 20s and 30s, I, my, my, my life views keep changing. Like my attitude, my personality is constantly evolving. Yeah. Because I'm always wanting to do new things. And 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 you can just see in our podcast, like just the things that I failed in because I'm always putting myself out there. So there's a lot of like changes. And so... This hit and run now, after I got married, it happened again. But it was for a long time. <laughs> for a long time, It yes. was for one you, month yeah. for my parents. Well, they were here for two months. But, you know, during the marriage stuff, they were in quarantine. So let's just say they were here for two months. And we were forced to be together yeah. for two months. Mm. Um, From morning to night. <laughs> yeah, well, in between, they also went to go, you know, see... Um, they see went their friends on, and yeah and family members short trips here and there but and i have so many things i want to discuss about but one thing that i wanted to just start off on the top of my mind was that it was great to see 
um, my mom with her friend. So we were in um, Jeonju, mm. and uh, one of my child, one of my mom's childhood friends, came to pick her up. And in Korean, you basically never say the first name, right? There's always titles like mom, like yeah. Amma. Yeah. Um, but my mom's name is Unhe. I think it's actually a very beautiful name. I think so. Yeah, Unhe is. Um, what, what does that mean in Korean? Uh, I'm missing the word. Unhe is like. Uh, uh, like gratitude yeah gratitude and okay let's just keep it at gratitude <laughs> um again when i was young i always just saw my mom as kind of a, a an authoritative figure she's my mom right yeah. i never seen her this is kind of a weird way to say it, but i've never seen her as a human being yeah in the sense that i never i never i never tried to think about it as her being a teenager i never even revolved that in my mind Oh, my mom was once a teenager. Well, of course she was. My yeah. mom was once in her 30s. My mom was once in her 40s. And, you know, she's in her 60, mid-60s now, or early yeah. 60s. But when her friend came... and Her she, childhood her friend. Her childhood friend. Who knows her so well. Who knows her so well. And she was like, And just talking so straight to her. Yeah, like friend to friend, right? And they just look like young girls. Young girls. Mm, and they were having just so much fun. Like and th their their conversation was endless. And and um, her friend, you know, it was just like it was just like girls in your age. It was like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna tell you, take you to the best matchup, was the best restaurant. And together they were just chatting and like, yeah. and to me it kind of melted my heart because in the U.S. I never really seen my mom. Mm. interact or i was never able to witness my mom interact with her peers at that level yeah um it was always at a more of um like let's say she has friends from church or from other social things it's more of like a respectful like you know how we treat acquaintances oh yes they're very respectful and just you know playing well adult well yeah friendly. and usually they will call your mom by some like some someone's mother exactly. so daniel's mother exactly exactly but seeing her with her childhood friend i could see the youthfulness and i could see my mom as she was when she was young yeah right me too and she would tell me stories of like oh that that friend of mine my gosh she used to carry around all of our backpacks and she was so <laughs> shy but look at her now she's 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 so like outgoing she's the like, leader now she's the leader now she knows all of the hot places to go and she's like <laughs> oh my how things have changed and my mom kept saying she used to be the girl that that like follow me around that followed me around and carried around my backpack and my and my tushinak and i was like yeah mom things have changed and um oh. my heart kind of melted like being at that, that thing so cute. i loved it to add to that for me i have a very close relationship with my dad because there's so i grew up talking with my dad my dad grew up talking business to me like he had no one to talk to in the states and i think i've covered this in the past podcast but i was his conversation partner so naturally i've had so many <laughs> points of talking with my dad that i'm naturally close mm -hmm. but when i'm talking on the phone to my mom from korea oftentimes it's always kind of that kibun talk or that mother to child talk like Very oh like generic stuff. generic talk like how are you doing like you know is anything good how's the business going like are you eating well? And and beyond that, there's not that many touch points. Um, and sometimes, and my mom told me, like, even like fears, you know, Daniel, like, when you were young, you brought me a lot of joy, but my mom's very frank. 
right? You, you, you know my mom, right? She's mm. very honest. She was very straight. She's That's her character. She, it is. And, and, and she told me, like, I feel very distant with you. You're, you are my son, but I just feel like you've been so far away for so long that it's, it's, I don't really feel that much of a connection. Mm. And I remember her telling me that over the phone and it's because we've had so many like little skirmishes over the phone yeah and um and now that when she was in korea just doing small things like when my mom is doing laundry me helping her out or me kind of telling her hey why do you keep turning on the machine at six in the morning the laundry <laughs> and, machine yeah yeah and um <laughs> and my mom she loves fried chicken. By the way, this is a she tangent. She loves food. Oh my gosh. Now I know where I got my love of food from. <laughs> you know, I used to accompany my mom when she went grocery shopping in the States. Yeah. She would always give me a little pieces of things that she likes to eat. She likes ojinga tigim, which is Korean style fried uh, octop- uh, squid. squid tempura. Yeah. I would eat that. She likes sundae, which is a blood sausage. I would always be eating that. Yeah. She loved fried chicken. I love that etc etc so my mom and my food taste are very similar yeah i noticed and so the first thing my mom when they were quarantining she was like daniel can you order me some fried chicken (laughs) and i was like hell yeah i can (laughs) (laughs) i love fried chicken guys as much as i like korean food and all fried chicken come on it's, it's, it's 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 happiness for me so sitting down and eating a bucket not a bucket, but a little box of fried chicken with my mom and just talking to her about my mom's like, oh, oh, the BBQ. Because I, I don't know. I just ordered something quickly and I ended up ordering BBQ. But they also have BBQ chicken, not BBQ chicken. There's a franchise called BBQ mm. in, in the States as well. Yeah. And then my mom was just hyped about being Korean. She's like, oh, the BBQ in Korea is so much better. So much better. Than <laughs> the one in America. Than the one in America. is so much better. <laughs> but the funny thing about my mom is if you give her like a strong opinion, she's swayed so easily. She's so swayed by like television, like marketing and all that. <laughs> so just when I was eating, I was like, mom, but this is a franchise. I'm pretty sure it's going to taste similar. <laughs> and then like later, remember like, like right before she left, she was like, order fried chicken for me again as a finale yeah and i was like you want bbq chicken she's like no 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 it tastes the same (laughs) as the one right right so that's that's where she got the influence coming from because when she was first thing she said it was so good it's nothing like the states right yeah 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 um but i say all this because you you see this little dialogue that i'm having with my mom Mm. those little touch points just being there i think my point is just being there with my mom yeah it it really Spending every day. Just spending time. And it doesn't matter what it is. I think um, made me kind of reconnect with my mom. Mm, yeah. Um, it was really good to see. Yeah. And it was so enjoyable. You know, my mom loves food. So we would go out to the Korean barbecue and we would just eat and just talk about food. And um, I just felt very close yeah. doing small things with my mom. That's something that I think I really like Yeah, think about. Yeah, because I, that, that's, that, that's something that I think is the real miss of my parents being in the States is that I just don't have the time to do... Do, do, do ordinary do, things. Exactly, do mundane, ordinary things. Yeah, go to a cafe. Go to a cafe, maybe go help my mom with shopping, maybe help her with some gardening, maybe like order a magazine for her and just look through. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And then poor your mom... <laughs> 
because your dad is a he has a very strict diet. Oh. <laughs> so she finally confessed towards the end how hard it was for her no. to keep up with his diet. I also told my dad like you don't understand like that food is equals happiness. You should explain your dad's diet first of all. Yeah, like my dad um maybe 10 years ago or it might be even more um when he got his blood checked there was little signs that he might be pre-diabetic and this shocked him that he's worked so hard but now he's going to become diabetic out of working hard so my dad has a pretty hardcore personality when it comes to like being determined so he, like literally cold turkey he said he's going to stop eating meat and he was like i'm going to bring down this diabetic level pre-diabetic level i'm going to bring everything i'm going to get my blood work good mm. like enough of enough of this so he cut off all meat all rice and then yeah and then the rice is the staple of, of korean, korean food <laughs> but he cut off yeah, rice yeah and he cut off rice <laughs> so back in the states of course my mom prepares like beans like couscous and just a mix of like mixed beans but it's relatively cheap if you buy in bulk but in korea all of that like susu and all of that like is very expensive and you also have to put a lot of work and so my mom just did not want to be in the kitchen while she was in korea she wanted to relax she was in vacation mode so every time we would go out it's painfully hard to find a restaurant that would fit my dad's diet i mean the only thing my dad eats then is seafood as protein and other than salad and stuff yeah so where the hell do we go to like literally we always went to the gomak jongsik. Oh, what is gomak? Like blood cockles <laughs> <laughs> seafood restaurant. So yeah, so we would have to keep eating seafood restaurant, but in Korea, seafood is something it's it's expensive. So it's something that you normally go for dinner. Like there's not that many seafood at open for lunch. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, let me just rant a little bit on this. <laughs> It's, you know, people will be like, oh, why don't you just take care of your dad and just make him something? Like, yeah, I can make him something when I'm at home for breakfast and we do. But then when you're out and about, like, let's say we like, like um, we were enjoying, let's say, Namu uh, or Gyeonggi-do looking and we're having fun. And now everyone's stomach is and we're in a group of four. And my dad is there, right? All of us are like, oh, let's go there. Oh, that looks like a matchup here. Oh, it's like Jeonju um, bibimbap. Let's yeah. go eat there. If you think about my dad, my dad doesn't eat rice. So out of like consideration for him, you'd be like, oh no, then we can go somewhere where you want to eat. And then you ask my dad, dad, what do you want to eat? I, I hate this response, but he always goes, oh, don't worry about me. You guys eat what you guys want to eat. <laughs> I hate that response because I've done that a few times. And then at nighttime, he gets, he gets so sensitive about it. He's like, oh my God. You guys are just eating what you want. Have you ever thought about my perspective? <laughs> if I would be hungry or not? I'm like, ah, but then you should say then what you <laughs> want to eat, right? Yeah, I think it's just very difficult for him, both of us, both everybody. Everyone who's in yeah. that group with traveling with my dad is, is hard because if you go with my dad to that bibimbap restaurant, he'll just eat the toppings. And he won't touch the rice. And do you know how Pulsang or how sad looking that is? You can't eat in peace and eat in joy. You're like, you know, like wolfing down food and you see this old man just picking out like little carrots, <laughs> little bean sprouts. And then just the vibe goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part was, even to the last day, 
like we're just like looking oh where can we go with my dad so we found um uh makuksu which is like buckwheat noodles and and even that took some convincing i was like dad yeah. the makuksu doesn't have any oh he doesn't eat flour either yeah. like he doesn't eat bread we gotta send him to space you know, just, I, I gotta send him to space like, <laughs> elon if you're listening my dad you, you send him <laughs> to space uh, space food is more appropriate yeah so bakuksu and you'd be like no i can't eat because there might be weed in it i was like oh no this one is buckwheat and he's like oh okay and then we went to that restaurant but it was closed yeah they ran out of material so then mm. we ended up going to um we ended up going to a punshik it was the day you were not there, which is like just fast lunch because my mom was getting upset. Just let's just eat something. I was like, okay. And my my dad gives me a sin- signal, just take care of your mom. So now we just go to some punchik restaurant. And then I look at the menu. There's nothing for my dad. But then it's all rice cake. It's all rice, rice based. It's Korea. But then there was biokuk, which is the seaweed soup oh. that no one probably has ordered in 10 years. That's such a random menu too. I've never seen biokuk at a punchik restaurant. Yeah. Anyway, he orders that. But surprisingly, it was pretty good, right? Oh. The rice comes and he just says, no, no rice. And he's just eating like spoonfuls of seaweed, seaweed soup by itself. But then when the panchan comes out, he woofs that down like with no shame. Like, you know, and there's etiquette like, oh, maybe like you can ask for seconds on panchan. My dad, yo, if there's a table of five people. Oh, no, no. I, I, you know what? I'm being a little bit dishonest. Exaggerating. It, yeah, because it's family. So he doesn't care. Like. Yeah. I drop some panchan. He just says, oh, oh, there's vegetables here. And he just scoops the whole thing, puts it in his plate <laughs> because he's just eating like <laughs> noodles or just soup. So there's nothing else. Yeah, so. of course he'll be hungry. Yeah, it makes That's sense. It's not enough to fill up a stomach. Yeah. Give me two more minutes on this. So me knowing and I look at my dad, my dad is now gaining weight. In the past, he like literally lost so much weight. He almost looked unhealthy. And he took so much pride in that. He almost had a six-pack. He had a six-pack. Really? Yeah. So the diet for about up to like, up to about six, seven years was so effective. And so that it, it ingrained in his mind that this works. But you know, like most diets, it needs a little bit of updating as you get older. Adjustment. Adjustment. Since he doesn't eat other foods, I call him a quiet kishin, a fruit monster. <laughs> If you just drop he fruit in fruit. front of him, yeah. it's like a half side. All of it is gone. <laughs> like my dad will kill chame, which is like the Korean style melon. He must have wolfed down like three or four, like in one sitting, right? Dad, if you're listening to this, stop eating so much fruit. Uh, the thing is, we hardly have fruits in our refrigerator, but during that two months period, we they were so here. Much fruit. The fridge is always filled with different types of fruits. Yeah, but my dad doesn't realize that since he doesn't eat rice, his belly doesn't, or he doesn't get full enough. So then he's uh, uh, he's compensating that by eating tremendous amount of fruit, which has a lot of natural sugars. And so when you eat sugars, you constantly stay hungry. You know, sometimes we'll eat a full meal and we'll drink like a cola and then you'll be hungry again. Yeah, or I'll have a dessert. Yeah, I'm just craving a little bit, so I'll get a dessert. And then I suddenly get so hungry, so right. I, I go back to eating rice. It's the effect of sugar, right? Yeah, yeah. So after my dad eats a tremendous amount of panchan, he'll eat that fruit, like half the Amazon, and then he'll want to snack on something again. So he's, he's, getting, like, he's getting a belly, and I told him. I think I told him so many times that <laughs> he was like, Daniel, you know, uh, as a test, I was kind of considering whether I could live with you. And I was like, 
you, why do you want to live with us? He's like, after being with you for two weeks, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> <It's like> <laughs> <laughs> he said you just say so many chansori. What's that in English? Oh, I'm just complaining to him. <laughs> But I think that's the role reversal. I'm getting older and I'm seeing like him doing wrong things. Yeah. Not wrong things, but it's just... This comes to your attention. Yeah, it comes to my attention that it shouldn't be like this. Um, anyway. But he yeah. did a stomach test and then he said it was all clean, right? His, his still, his rationale <laughs> is that I did a blood test and the blood work came out good. Um, so don't worry about it. I was like, dad... But look at the belly. It's growing <laughs> and growing. It's only a matter of time since the blood work gets gets worse. So anyway. But the funny thing is when he went to America, everyone said he lost weight. <laughs> the, standard, <laughs> the standard for fat is so different from yeah, Korea and, and yeah, the States. Yeah. Um, so he was like saying like, oh, I must have done something really good in Korea. Like people say I lost weight. I was like, oh, God, dad, you can't go on the American standard, belly standard. <laughs> I mean, I said a lot, Katie, what... You know, like, um, how about for you? Like, how was it spending some time with the in-laws, my, my parents-in-laws? Did you, did you feel like, what were some overarching emotions or thoughts or... No, I think it was really fun. And we have quite a few funny episodes, like, mm. you know, living with them. And I'm still working at home. So, like, in the morning, everybody wakes up, but... <laughs> It's like uh, we have one toilet and there's suddenly twice more people in the same house. <laughs> so everybody's lining up to use the toilet. <laughs> It's like the Brady Bunch. How many times has, did our, um, did our <laughs> bathroom door get locked? <laughs> so like my dad and my, I think especially my dad kept locking the door because it would be such an awkward situation if you... Of course. Yeah, if you came in, right? Yeah. But he... For, But, um, but our door is a little bit too old. Like this house is a bit old, so the lock doesn't really work properly. So sometimes it'll just <laughs> lock by itself. <laughs> so like, and then like, the, the I, I need to, to use that, the toilet. I have to put in that credit card. Uh, guys, I, I had to put in so many credit cards into that, like the, um, the crevice and, and <laughs> do the firefighter method and try to break down the door. Like so <laughs> I have a bruised shoulder because of that. Yeah, but um, definitely it was like we definitely developed a new routine just mm. for during that time. We definitely woke up earlier than usual. Yeah. Like the parents were up like at seven. <laughs> so we would naturally like wake up and make breakfast for them, mm. make coffee, and we'll have a little chat in the morning. Mm. That would be like the new routine. Mm. And then like... We kind of turned uh, your room into my workspace. Yeah. So I can kind of work quietly in my room during the work hours. But then still, it didn't really feel 100% comfortable to be just locked in a room you know, <laughs> working you while know, your parents are like in the living room. You know, sometimes we come across fa uh, families who are living with their in-laws. Yeah. Do you think you can do that? You think you can live with my in-laws? Like, let's say we had a bigger house. Yeah. Like, um, like a Tajutek. Like a like a standalone house, not an apartment. With like lots of rooms or like yeah. multiple yeah. floors. Yeah, do you think you can do that? Do you think you can live with my parents <laughs> <laughs> for indefinite time? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you that. Well, I think we both know our answer. 
No, but the thing is, your parents too will feel uncomfortable. Yeah, they said hell no. Yeah, they said it up front. We don't want to live with you. Yeah, that's so funny. As they were leaving, my mom and they're like, we can't live with your sister. <laughs> we can't live with you. <laughs> but, you know, it's natural. It's natural and our life pattern is so different. Yeah. I think naturally, like, your parents have some sort of expectation on us. Mm. We have our own expectation of your parents. And I don't know, that's really hard to like kind of come together. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought I was very close to my dad and I sure am. And But there's new facets that, that I've learned about my dad um, after spending some more time with him and over the years. One of the things is that I realized my dad is... You know, when we talk about self-esteem and self-identity, one of the things that he takes a lot of pride in is being virtuous. Virtuous meaning being very moral and having like high moral standards. Yeah, I just realized that um, that's just where he takes a lot of pride in. And I think he expects me to be a little bit similar to him. Mm. But for me... I realized that while I do have, well, in my own eyes, I think um, I have good, in, I have good integrity. I don't take pride in it. in In my decision making factor, of course, given all things, I would want to do the moral thing, but I don't base my self esteem on being like a a virtuous person. Mm. I guess what I want to say is, I want to be. I like when I see myself, I want to be the the innovator. I want to be the um, the builder. I want to be known as someone who creates and expands and and is is the person yeah, breaking down barriers. Yeah, that's whether, where your heart lies. Yeah, and that's that's where I take a lot of pride in. Mm-hmm. Yo, hey, Daniel was able to take build something from zero to here. Wow, he did that. And if someone says that to me, I take wow, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I take a lot of secret joy from that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But my dad takes joy in. There's a person who's, like, for example, when he was walking out of the subway, there's a grandma who looks like she's struggling. Mm-hmm. And he'll buy, like, the fruit from her. Yeah. And it just brings him a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, or, or the likes. There's so many different examples th- that I could give. But I realized that when my dad, as he gets older, he wants to teach me lessons about life or share his experiences. But the way he communicates that, it always comes with a lesson about morality. And for me, where I am in my life, I've, I find that so difficult to hear. And I realize that's where a lot of tension comes from. It's because for my dad, it seems like he's giving knowledge and like it also makes him feel good about teaching about what 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 is right. But for me, it's like, it sounds like preaching. It, exactly. I always say, Dad, I, I always cut off my dad. I was like, Dad, we're not in church. <laughs> I'll, give you the, I'll give you the $10 for the collection money if you want later, but I don't need to hear this. I already know this. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like your dad, parents' natural like, like a tendency. That's what I realized. Because too. for them, you're always a child. Yeah. Right? Like if you look at your because your grandma your mom's ex- ex- mother exactly. is alive this is a good example yeah like uh, if you look at how the grandma calls or calls your mom all the time and treat the way she treats her and the way your mom responds to your grandma yeah. it's like your grandma is like 
like mid 80 yeah and then your mom is like early 60 but still like to her she looks like a little girl yeah my grandma was calling my my mom to drive slowly to the airport <laughs> and uh it's very dangerous if you drive fast and my mom <laughs> hung up the phone and then she was like see daniel no matter how old you look are look at I'm, I'm 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 nearly 65 and mm. my mom is still calling me to drive slowly to the airport yeah i was telling my dad like it would be like I want to have a conversation when we're just talking. And if you just didn't bring every discussion around to like, like that's why you got to live this way or yeah, this is the right. And like, Oh, please like, like pastor, pastor. Oh, like I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, and then, you know, if I cut him off, he's like, Oh, why are you so rude? Why you can't listen? I was like, I already know what the message is. But like, you know, like you're saying, and I realized that that's just, that's I just grew the up, way it is. I grew up with my dad talking so much so that a lot of times I chakak, I mistake that we have such a friend to friend relationship, but our natural hierarchy is parent to child. So naturally my, my parents are always going to see me as that high schooler who doesn't know the world. And, it, and my dad is trying to like, I still need to teach you. Yeah. For example, even he was talking about real estate and even today it's like, but you know, Daniel, the the market, it you know, it's in a bubble. It might fall. So so listen to what I'm saying. It might fall. And I'm like, Dad, well, the the better question is, what is your time horizon? When do you think it will fall? He was like, What? It's gonna fall. And I'm like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, of course, anything's gonna fall if it goes up. Like, like that's like Um and I think I yeah that's something I'm yeah. I'm I'm trying to get better with because uh, but I have know, an interesting relationship with my dad. We talk so much and yeah, but you know, from my perspective, that looks yeah. really healthy. That you have very active conversation with your dad, like yeah. very active communication going. Because if you look at a lot of other families, like mm. there's no more conversation. Yeah, and it's kind of died out. And it, yeah, I want to bring up that example where we had like a big. Not like not a, we had a big heated debate at the dinner table about the drug. We had so many heated debates. I know debates. too many. Oh. Which one are you talking oh about? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We I'm would have dinner from six to ten. <laughs> <laughs> Katie would like nudge me with their leg, being like, "I'm gonna fall asleep." <laughs> and me and my dad are still like looking at each other, laser eyes, like, "No, no, no! You don't understand." The thing is, I'm a I'm a I'm a replica of my dad. <laughs> I have so many of his traits. Um. Yeah, it's funny. I think my dad realized so that funny. too. He started laughing so much. I was like, "He's like, why don't you listen?" And I was like, "Dad, why don't you listen?" <laughs> and my mom was like, "Your mom, I saw your mom. Uh, she was she like was halfway there, and then the other halfway, she went over to the living room and she lied down on the sofa. <laughs> She's like, "Ah, come on, hey, you guys, you guys are the same people." And I was like, "No, no, no, no." And my dad said, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand." I was like, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand." In the meantime. Up there. And the funny thing was, my dad got a little drunk because my dad stopped drinking too a, a long time ago, but he felt in like such a good mood. It was the last day. And so I got him a lot of soju. And all of a sudden, I thought he passed out. And he's like, Daniel, one thing that I wanted to continue the debate about. And I was like, oh my God, are you still awake? <laughs> and literally, we stayed up till again till two or three debating this. And we got down to um, where does morality come from? And I was like, Dad, like 
this is not discussion. This is Pandora's box to open at three. I was like, go to bed, and he he woke up, or, you know. Um, but anyway, that was t- I. So I want to give our audience just an example of, like. What happens to me when I start mistaking of talking to my dad as if he's like a colleague or a friend? So I brought up this example that like I was explaining to my parents that every time we meet, like I'm in a different phase of my life and I'm also in a different level of thinking. And so we were driving to the airport to LAX because I was going back to university. And we went through LA and of course, I think there was, we saw a lot of homeless people and um we just got on the topic about homelessness and, and this, and I don't know how this might sound in people's ears, but this was something that I said. I said that, uh, you know, if I was very broke and very poor and just, you know, didn't have any opportunities and just, uh, um, you didn't see a path. I didn't see a path forward. I, I mean, I, I, I would hustle and knowing me, I would do anything that it would take to make a path forward. So I would hustle, meaning hustle drugs. I, I would do anything. If drugs is is a way for me to build a future, I would happily go and, and just, basically I was trying to tell them like, in some circumstances, uh, the means justify the end, right? If I was able to hustle and I was able to build some seed money and then I was able to, let's say, stabilize my life and then get an apartment which would lead me to a stable job i would happily just go and sell drugs and do something let's say quote unquote immoral for some time immoral for some time and i don't know why i thought that would be a good discussion topic to open on my way to the airport but my parents like at that time when i was in college they like flipped out they're like what the (laughs) hell are you talking about Yeah, it, 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 it was such a big disconnect. And I was just like, no, 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 this is just a hypothetical situation. And I'm just trying to explain that, you know, when it comes to morality, it's not always black and white. There are these gray areas. And so for some reason, when we're at the dinner table, we were talking about this morality. And I was like, you know, dad, in college, you, you guys kind of really like exploded about that. And I want to ask you again, I want to ask you again, dad, if you were in this like situation, what would you do? I was just curious to hear his response now, you know? Yeah. And my dad was just saying that, like, what kind of a s- absurd question is that? I, I, would re- I, I refuse to answer that. And I found that kind of interesting because it, I, it kind of reinforced my idea that for my dad, being virtuous is so important to his self-image that if he was pressed, even in a hypothetical situation, to do something immoral, it's mm. almost impossible for him to answer. And he grew anti, he, he got ant, antagonized. And he said, I said, why couldn't you answer a hypothetical question? And he was like, the basis of that question is just, it would never happen for me. I would, um, you know, have you never seen success cases of people making it from being broke or, or bootstrapping on their own? Look how well you're doing. And I was like, dad, but I was never... <laughs> broken this and i was like no 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 even look at people who've made facebook i was like what are you talking about and all of a sudden this got to the third gear right he's like people their people can build success and do i was like anyway this went off the off the rails right and then he said another comment that like this is like similar to saying if we're on the titanic and we're drowning would you save mom or would you save me 
And once he said that, he's like, yeah, I just refused to answer. And then that's when I kind of realized again, this idea that being virtuous to my dad is, is very important. And so that's yeah. when it clicked to me. Okay, he won't even answer this. And I, and, I, and, I, and I understood that about my father. Now that I know that, when he's, when it, when, when he's talking to me and he enters a pastor mode, I think I can listen to it more. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious now. Because now I know where this is coming from. Yeah. It's just him. That's where his self-esteem comes from. Right? Yeah. Whereas before I'm like, why are you, why, why are you telling me this such basic stuff? You know what I mean? But now yeah. I know it. that's just part of his self-identity. So now I can listen through it because it makes him feel good. Yeah. That's why I said all of that. And that's a big, that's a big learning for me. Yeah. That's a huge learning for me because that has been such a big source of tension to the point where now, to the point where now when my dad says something that's even logical, even business sense, I got into a habit of just not listening. Or yeah. going the other way because I got so sick of him preaching, even if it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So that that was an important lesson for me. You see, you, you lived with your dad for so long, but still, it was like you're learning new things about your parents. I'm learning so many things, <laughs> and 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 I think that's the the importance of uh, okay, I'm doing it myself. I'm preaching. <laughs> I'll stop it right there. I'm not fit for being a pastor. I'll keep it right there. I think y'all understood the point. <laughs> I'm becoming my dad. Uh, well, actually, you know, I'd be proud to become like my dad. I'm, I'm very proud of my dad. So I think that's, I'm just saying that out of jest. Oh, I don't, there were so many. Did you like going to Jeonju with my? Um, yeah, it was really good. And we actually went all the way down to Namwon, which is like kind of in the south. Yeah. Of Korea, and this is where your dad grew up. Mm. So we went to visit your dad's like childhood home, mm. and yeah, it was it was all rustic and that's old. where the, that's where all the kitchens hang out. <laughs> I mean, the house is not livable, but it's still like is there, and uh, yeah, I think that going to that place just brought so many like memories for your dad you know he he just couldn't stop taking photos and mm. you know getting indulged in some memories so yeah i was really happy to be there because i think it also brought a lot of joy to yeah. him that we were there yeah so that was like a really my dad's parents passed away quite early when he was young so out of you know we got married and my dad wanted to introduce his daughter-in-law so we went to my grandma and my grandfather's burial sites and we did the um paying respect yeah we them. yeah paying respects you do like two bows yeah and then we can get some or we brought some liquor and we pour over like uh we pour some liquor like you pour yeah. three times into a chan or into like a little cup and then yeah you pour it over the graves a little bit and yeah. bring out some fruit and but the area was really beautiful. It's just all farmland. Um, it's all like really clean. But also, I also noticed that there were like some differences in the way we like do the bow between regions, like the way you did it, and then the way I've I've done it in with my like parents, like ancestors. Oh, it's different. How so? What what part is different? 
No, because um, when we were pour- when I was pouring soju or makgeolli into that cup, yeah, I just did it all in one go. But oh, then you yeah. said in your area, you kind of have to take pauses in between. Yeah, you while you pour. Yeah, you you do like three mini pours instead yeah. of pouring it all at once. I never seen that. So, and also there were like things that we do like. We would usually light up. We would always have some sort of a candle, mm. and then we would like kind of roll the cup around the candle like three times, and really? then put it down. But then I, I didn't see that on on the day. So yeah, that was interesting to see. One funny thing that I have to bring up was um, during my uh, during our wedding, my dad kept saying the same dad joke over oh my it was driving me crazy he was like don't worry about the don't worry about the weather it's not gonna rain on your on your uh, <laughs> on your wedding day because uh you know me i can just uh i can control the weather and uh, it's not gonna rain and uh, if it doesn't then uh, i'll call on the higher spirits and we'll make sure it doesn't rain <laughs> right and then i was like dad can you stop saying that and he's like <laughs> but he has the same cool chip. he's like why you keep telling me to do that you don't believe in my spirit power <laughs> I was like, Dad, seriously, like, I'm not in the mood. And he'd be like, why are you disregarding my ability? <laughs> and then I just kept, pl- I, he kept doing that. So I was just like, all right, you know what? I'll take the bait. I was like, and he was like, the problem with you is you don't have faith. And by the way, guys, you know, some, by the way, my, my dad, he like believes in God, but he hates going to church. <laughs> <laughs> he loves reading the Bible. Uh, can't remember, can't re- can't repeat a single line. So he's very spiritual, but he hates church. He just doesn't like organized religion at all. But he just loves being spiritual, and he believes in God. He'll talks about God, but he'll you'll never find him at church. So that's just kind of where he is, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we grew up going to a Catholic uh, church, but my dad just fell asleep during all the masses and. I don't care. If I, uh, we could have switched to Protestant any time. I don't think it really matters. Just, yeah. All right. That being said, um, <laughs> my dad was like, well, what can I do to prove to you that uh, I have these powers? <laughs> and I said, uh, you know what, dad? If on our wedding date, you can make a rainbow pop out, I, I, will, I will really think about what you're saying. I'll believe in your, in your God and whatever. And I was like, wait a minute, no, no, no. Uh, given knowing my, <laughs> knowing my dad's, like my dad has a, p- a lot of good luck. Um, I was like, you know what? Make that a double rainbow. <laughs> if a double rainbow will come out, then I will believe in, in your God and I will really start questioning whether I need more faith in my life. My dad always criticized me. Like, you think you're all good and you, you, you can live without faith? Wait till, wait one day, you'll need it. I was like, well, no, I like my life. I'm a, pretty happy person i i don't want to yeah, i'm good he's like no 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 anyway so was there a rainbow that came out on our wedding date of course not yes you say of course not so of course of course not there was was there a double rainbow that came out on our wedding date of course not of course not no but there's a twist we dropped off my parents from Incheon airport a few days ago and we're driving home and what do i see in the clouds we see a double rainbow not one rainbow but a double rainbow i've never seen a rainbow in korea i've never seen the longest time i can remember i don't even recall the last time i saw a rainbow but i've never seen a double rainbow in korea 
or maybe my no i've seen a double rainbow i it's rare right yeah very very but the rare. day my dad is flying into the sky <laughs> <laughs> a double rainbow appears as he as his plane took off guys i think he might be the sec- second coming of christ <laughs> i think he might be a, a jehovah <laughs> i think he might be jehovah <laughs> did you tell him that afterwards oh i i when i called him today and i was like dad i think you might be the i think you might be jehovah oh he was laughing so much he's like what did i tell you you must have faith i was like all right dad, <laughs> I, I gotta go sorry battery low <laughs> um, uh, but that that tickled my brain a little bit yeah it was kind of like a sign sign from the sky or something yeah, yeah. but but that, w- um, that did give us some goosebumps yeah, that did that, that, but uh, but but then you know my regular gear kicked in, the cynical, and I was like, all right, whatever, lucky day, move on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty magical. You know, so many events happened, and you know, one other thing that um, I'm just reminded of. By the way, Katie, feel free to cut in anytime. Because uh, during our wedding date, I also thought that. Maybe if our wedding date was postponed a little bit, my parents didn't have to quarantine. Because ironically, as soon as my parents finished their two-week quarantine, we saw on TV that if you got uh, inoculated, Curry was letting you in without having to do the two-week quarantine, right? Mm. I, I, you know, I think I purposely turned off the TV so my parents didn't see that part. Um, but uh, every time my parents come into Korea, they do a medical exam. Because right now they don't have medical insurance in the States, but uh, they get coverage here in Korea. So my mom, the last time she was in Korea, she skipped out on doing the Chang Deshigyeong. Chang Wee Deshigyeong. What do you call Deshigyeong? It's like a basically a Con- colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, I that's just not that a f- friendly term. Yeah, But you know, once you turn of age, you need to do that regularly. Yeah. Um, my mom it was just not she, she, i'm here to eat chicken <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm here to have fun enjoy and so she wasn't yeah she's not having that but uh this time my parents came both and my dad kind of nudged her to get it done as well as uh um, a scoping of her stomach as well not only the colon and so the results came in and uh they removed during that colonoscopy they removed four lumps in in her colon they sent it to the lab to get a biopsy and it turned out two of them were cancerous gives me chills insane but they had removed it and they said it's okay because um it's like a little polyp but it it if that grows a little bit more once that spreads into your intestines your cells basically regenerate so fast in your in your gut that yeah. spreads just like wildfire and once it spreads out from the polyp then it's you know you're in you're you have cancer you need chemo and you need to kill all your cells to grab that yeah but right now it's been isolated so very early how big of a blessing was that yeah for my family to be for my mom especially to be able to um serendipitously get that procedure done or get that check done because she was 
forced to come, not forced, but she had to come to Korea for our wedding. I'm just thinking if we pushed our wedding date six months. Or wait until the COVID, or COVID is ended, over. Sure, our friends could have come or they might not have had to do a two-way quarantine. But my mom may have figured out she had cancer. Yeah. And Oh my gosh. And that just made me think that you just you just never know. But that's why I brought up the thing that like when we were watching on TV, we were like, ah, oh, man, maybe if we waited a little longer. If we waited a little longer, yeah. I, 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 sorry, I'm saying the same thing, but it's just life is just so. You don't I'm, know. I'm predictable. Yeah. I'm predictable. You know, if my mom had cancer, I mean, I've never, I've never gone through losing somebody, so I don't know the pain of that, and I don't. I lack empathy because I don't have the experience of, of that, but I know that that would be just a very, uh, very, very just life life changing, life altering kind of experience to see, especially your parents go through so much pain. You know, so I think that event event alone it's like uh, something to celebrate. Yeah, it's a reason to be grateful that <laughs> we did our wedding. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Even during in the midst of COVID. <laughs> exactly. That forced your parents to fly through COVID. <laughs> exactly. All the way to Korea. Exactly. I mean, it was really painful for them to do two week quarantine where they cannot leave the house mm. for two weeks. But uh, yeah, every I feel like everything paid off just for that event. You know. I don't know why our family is catching a lot of breaks. Sometimes I think about that. Maybe I'm turning to a pastor mode right now, but I feel like I, my dad, he has a lot of good aura, like good fortune and good blessings around him. Like literally, I, I, I'm not joking. Like a lot of things, just a lot of stuff work out. Yeah. Right? I mean, it might be because he's Jesus, but <laughs> but if that's not the case. So that day I just thought about what about the families that, that um that were a little bit late yeah and uh yeah i think i just just get older i think there has to be a lot i i, I yeah just active time to think about ap- appreciating things that we just take for granted so much but it's so hard because we live such fast-paced life that if you just stood around like oh my god thank for this thank for this like Somehow, it just it's it's it doesn't come natural. You need to actively do that, and I'm reminded through these experiences. Can I say one other reflection in my Go sermon? Go ahead. Um, before my parents came, I started to question a lot about what family means. Yeah, I I, I questioned it a lot because I felt like in the case of my life, in my life experience, hmm, partially because I. I grew up so far away from my family for so long. I didn't understand when people were like, this is the value of family. Like, I never really had hard times where I needed to lean on somebody. I've always self-healed. I've always self-nurtured. Partially because I never really reached out for help when I needed help. But I also think I didn't really need that much help. 
I, I wasn't faced with like, or maybe I was, I don't know. I, because I only lived through my brain and my experiences. What might be have tough for me, I've gone through so many that might be not, or it might just be, you know, nothing. So why I'm saying this is that in society, when you're meeting with someone you don't like, when you, when, if I don't like you, I just don't spend time with you. And it's very easy to, to remove that person from your life, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't like a friend, stop hanging out with them. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. You're done. I just stop hanging out with you. And, and I get no more negative, you know, emotions from you. Yeah. But family, you can't cut out family. Well, you can, but family's just there. Like, for example, I could hate my parents, but if they were... Co- I don't hate my parents, but if I said I did and they were coming to Korea, I'm still obliged because I'm a family member to take care of them. I have an obligation, right? And since, and I'm saying all this because it's family that will say things to you that make you feel uncomfortable. It's family that will point out things to you about things they're worried about about you. Friends will never say things that are difficult to you because they're not incentivized to say rough things to you unless they're very close friends. So for me, what family time means to me, other than what I was saying earlier about like getting this enormous help when I was in struggle, they bring me periods of time to reflect because I get into conflict with them because this conflict is unavoidable. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I brought all of that together, right? I can't avoid my mom saying something witty about <laughs> something to me, but there's a little bit of truth in it. <laughs> if her criticizing me, she wouldn't do that to spite me. Yeah. If it's a functioning family and your parents are not psychos, yeah. right? She would feel in certain way and she wouldn't hide it. She's saying something to me, even though I, she knows I don't want to hear it because she thinks I need to hear it. Yeah. And I can't dismiss that. And I can't dismiss her out of my life because we're family. I'm obliged to be in that social like uh, uh, relationship. Yeah. And through these spending time and I would say like pudichinungo, like uh, what do you call it? Not, not conflict, but just just friction 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 with with family f- i would say friendly or whatever friction it is friction yeah it makes you self-reflect and nobody makes me self-reflect more than my parents Be- yeah. or what my dad says to me or sometimes what my mom says to me yeah like it bothers you it bothers me and there's a reason it bothers me. And there's an impact that it bothers me. If a friend said something to me, I was like, oh, fuck him, whatever. And I don't listen to it. Yeah. But I don't say, oh, screw my dad, whatever. I it, might say that out of passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the back of my head, it makes me think. Yeah. So now that's when I was thinking at my age, is that not the value of family? It's not that they... It's not, it's not that they pick you up and like help you and try to figure out the answers for the problems in your life. But they act as a, 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 a conscious play devil's advocate with you in a way that you can't avoid. It makes you come back to where you come from or, you know, yeah, man, 
I need to charge an entrance fee to my church. <laughs> that's a beautiful wrap up. <laughs> that's 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 something I really learned from my parents. Um, and the last thing, the last thing that I really that really struck me was. Whenever we go to the airport, we're typically the protagonists that get on the plane and leave. Yeah, but this time it was the opposite. I'm saying goodbye to my parents, right? Yeah. And then seeing, walking, and seeing my parents. With their back. With their back towards me. And more, I just saw how my parents look so frail to me. Yeah, so small. Small and like kind of old and they're slower. Yeah. And that one they're now grandparents. Yeah, they are. And that one struck me a little bit. And that made me really sad because when I saw them, I was like, why am I so like try to fight with them? Yeah, like wh- why why don't listen a little bit more to these aging people? <laughs> right? Because and we're naturally human. Yeah, it's because I'm human right it's my personality it's just it, it, that's something you cannot fix but it's also the human condition to turn soft yeah. when you see right when you see this so as my and we're waving goodbye and i see my my parents as they walk away like their figure becomes smaller and smaller and i just thought it was kind of a metaphor of their impact in my life their presence is going to get smaller and smaller as i as as i bec- as i mature and i and i you know get, get older get older is just their impact on my life gets smaller. And hmm, I don't know. I just saw that and it just made me a little bit sad. And I was just like, why, why, why I don't listen a little bit more? <laughs> I think you can listen to this podcast before you leave for America to see your parents next time. Yeah. But the funny <laughs> thing is, but the funny thing is, reminder. I, <laughs> see, I turned sad, right? I, and, and I almost like, I was tearing up just thinking about this. And I was like, Man, maybe like a few decades more, their shrinking presence, metaphorically, is physically they're 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 gonna pass away and they're gone, and I don't have that soundboard anymore, right? Yeah. I don't have my pastor, my 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 pastor, my dad. I don't have my mom to just enjoy chicken or or to go to the cafe with, and so. I just turned so soft, like Jello. At that time, I was just like, "Man, next time I just need to shut the fuck up, just listen, <laughs> and just enjoy." But yeah, then, make the best out of your time yeah, together when yeah. they're here or w- when we are together. But the funny thing is, this morning I called my dad to see if he arrived correctly, and then um, apparently he saw this news about um, real estate prices in Seoul, and then he started talking to me about how to invest. And I was like, "Dad, <laughs> ah." That's such generic information. We got it. I mean, Dad, of course. And that you have some issue. <laughs> no, that's what it means to be human. <laughs> that's what it means to be human. Yeah, we're so reminiscent when we they're not back. there. <laughs> when they're not there, and they're in our imaginations, it we we just turn soft, and then when we're confronted with the reality, <laughs> our egos go back up. Yeah. And I think the the wise person who 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 when their parents pass away are the people who are able to navigate that medium and are able to bacha their parents and also do that and also like 
be able to, you know, not get like hurt or get too annoyed, but walk that medium, I think are the people who really don't have too much pain when their parents pass away because they did everything plus, you know, mm. more. Yeah. So I'm trying to reach that medium, but my given my personality, oh, oh I think it'll take um, many, many more years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll leave it at that, guys. I mean, that's just, it's just raw, we, no script. That's what it felt like for us to be human on this other side of the world. And I'm sure a lot of people have similar or or more painful experiences but at the end of the day there's nothing cool to say <laughs> i don't know i have to call yeah there's nothing more to that's say that's just, that's just life yeah that's just life love y'all guys we'll be back next week <laughs> all right thanks for listening bye see ya <laughs>